What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. I hope y'all had a wonderful weekend. I know I had a wonderful weekend. I didn't even go anywhere, but I had a good weekend because I did one thing that I always like to do, which is I just had a little dance party in my house. I was at home. I was by myself. I started listening to some Ninja vibes, and it just gets my heart moving, especially Igbo songs. Igbo songs just gets me excited. I don't know why, but it just does. It calms my heart. It speaks to my very soul, and I just start to dance. I don't. I can't even help myself. I just start to dance. I'm just dancing around in my house, playing around, jumping around like little something, little small Peking. I'm just jumping around, playing around, having fun inside my own house. It's wonderful. It was very wonderful. It was fun. It was very fun. I hope you guys also had a little bit of something to put a smile on your face, something to enjoy yourself, something to take you out of this whole 24-7 news cycle that we're currently in that just seems like the world is about to fall apart. But it's not. You know, it's a dire time, yes, but find something to give you a little bit of joy. One thing that does always give me puts a smile on my face, one of my best friends, his kids, whenever he sends videos of his kids, they're just so cute and they're so hilarious because they do all kinds of stuff to him and it's so funny and it's just like puts a smile on your face so or even talking to friends just catching up <laughs> one of my friends who had to go to work and he was like i want to be at home right now uh catching up with him was great and it's just it's so it's so it's so interesting uh the different um different perspectives i guess and it's so interesting and fun just when you remove the overwhelmingness is that a well is that a word overwhelmingness of the new cycle that we're currently in and we just focus on some of the little things that bring us some kind of joy in this season i know it's it's very hard um especially in this time with a lot of the news that we're seeing uh but yeah it's just you just got to find something that puts a little smile on your face something that excites you a little bit something that just entertains you for the day you know what i'm saying like something that just lets you take your mind off of things for a bit and just enjoy and just enjoy and that's what i did i was at home and i was just dancing around like a little kid because it's fun just dancing around yes it was a party of one but sometimes that's all you need you just need yourself you just need you yourself and god and that's all it is sometimes and it can be a whole heck of a party this can be so lit when you can do that but anyway that's not the point of this podcast. That's not that's not even it. Today we're going to be talking about some tips to save. As you can see on the screen, yes, I am using PowerPoint to present this thing because I'm still trying to figure out the best way to give you guys a visual context if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're not watching this on YouTube, then just listen to the silky smooth voice that is me that is speaking on the microphone right now and enjoy. Just let your worries wind away as you listen to my silky smooth Anyway, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. But anyway, yeah. So I'm going to be talking about some tips that I found to help me save. But before we get into any of that, and and we'll we'll, we'll get into that. But before we get into any of that, I just wanted to touch on my Robinhood portfolio real quick. We're going to forget about the M1 Finance portfolio for a bit and just focus on Robinhood, mainly because M1 Finance doesn't really have much of changes to talk about on that one. But in Robinhood, there's a couple of things that I'm gonna be doing and a couple of changes that I'm gonna be making on my portfolio just to uh, balance out a few things. So the first thing I'm doing is I'm selling 
a few of my shares in Nokia, Zynga, Zynga, or Zynga, I don't even know, Zynga, uh, Fitbit, Uber, and I wanna say, let me let me check something real quick. Uh, let's go to history. And yeah, so Fitbit, Nokia, Uber, Zynga, and outlet malls. So I'm selling my shares at all of those. And the main reason for that is one, I've been talking about Nokia for a bit of how disappointing they are. Two, Fitbit sold to Google. And I don't, like they just released a new Fitbit charge, but I don't really know where they are as far as everything is concerned. And I'm just, I just needed to raise cash and I'm not really strong or um, I'm bullish on Fitbit. I'm not that bullish on them. So I didn't care. Uber, I can always buy back later because it's gonna be, it's gonna fall down even lower and be cheaper. Zynga is doing decent, but they're still losing in the market. But because you know everybody's at home and everybody's downloading games, that's doing well. But I needed to raise some funds, and the same thing goes for Tanger Outlets. Since I'm now investing in NRZ, which NRZ is a retail REIT that focuses on mortgages, which it's doing horrible right now, but. Either way, um, I'm I'm a little bit bullish on them, not that much bullish on them. There's right now, especially in this climate that we're in, they might not come out of this situation because a lot of people are gonna be defaulting on their mortgages, mortgages. but at the same time, they're a cheaper uh, mortgage REIT and I wanted to start kind of exposing, exposing my portfolio to some mortgage REITs and some REITs in general. Really, the one that I am looking forward to buying more of is actually Realty Income Corp because they just have a better balance sheet so, and anyway, so yeah, I'm trying to raise some, a little bit of funds. It's not that much funds. It's probably going to be about 40 to $50, maybe not even that, that I'll be able to raise when I sell off all these companies. I'm still going to be keeping companies like Under Armour, which I don't know why the, the shares skyrocketed. They're closing down a bunch of stores and laying off a bunch of people while this is going off. I guess that's why shareholders are happy, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't like seeing that. I would rather see it in the red, but you know how investors are they want to make money um i'm also going to be keeping uh where is it ford even though ford is doing really horrible right now they just cut their dividends but i'm just gonna i'm gonna hold on to ford and the main reason that i'm selling all those companies is because i want to buy a couple of companies uh one is railroad company cxs cxs is a railroad company and i think they're one of those companies that and as time moves on because transportation how are we transporting goods from one place to another is going to be so important. So for me, I'm going to be looking at CXS. There's some other railroad companies that I might focus on, but I, don't, I just don't. They're so expensive right now. For example, Union Pacific is a really good buy, but it's 138. Norfolk Southern is another really good buy, but it's 140. So my main focus is going to be CXS for right now. CXS is going to be my main focus as far as railroad companies. And I'm trying to expose my my portfolio to have some more companies that are more like utilities, if that makes any sense. Some more companies that kind of have a good balance sheet and will always be needed type of thing. The other one that I'm gonna be buying is Comcast. So another company, Comcast, right now, internet is very, very much, even though they're they're trading undervalued, I believe they're very undervalued right now because internet is one of those things that, it's kind of like a utility. People are going to need internet. Nowadays, you cannot just get your house and say, I'm not paying any internet. You need internet to function in the society that we currently live in. And so um, these are the two companies that I'm kind of thinking about buying into and I might buy into. 
uh, coming around in the next few weeks or something like that. Another thing that I've been watching is Ally Financial. They're new, and so I've just been kind of watching them because they're really cheap. And so I, I think they would be a good, uh, I don't know if they would be good because they're very volatile. They're only about, what, five or so years of, as a company. So I don't, I don't have a good enough track record for them yet. But I use a lot of their products. I actually believe in them, so I probably will buy into their company. Um, for anyone else looking for companies that we will always be looking at, some of those can be like uh, waste management. You have, um, trying to think of the, another one that would be a good one. But anyway, those are the ones that I would be focusing on. And that's why I'm selling out of a few of these. And also, I just don't believe in any of these companies like Nokia had all the opportunity in the world to take over 5G and they failed. And, you know, when the U.S. was going against uh, Huawei with 5G and they they didn't do anything with it. So I'm done with them. I'm just done with Nokia. They've just failed in the sense of what I expected of them to be able to do with the fact that the U.S. was basically giving them an opportunity to take over 5G manufacturing and supplying for us and for some of the western world countries and they weren't able to do it and so i'm upset with them and so i gave up on them uh and i explained some other ones that i just sold out of but anyway that's a quick update with my portfolio it's still doing trash but that's fine i don't really right now i expect my portfolio to be doing something like this to be doing a whole lot of uh, something called uh, a w we talked about it last time where there will be rises, occasional rises, but then there will be falls immediately after. That's what I, I'm expecting in this season that we're in with a lot of the news that's being, uh, being portrayed and a lot of the uncertainty concerning the coronavirus situation that we have. But anyway, that is that. Today, we're going to be focusing, like I said, on how to save a few tips that I've learned over the years to help me save money, to help me save money as we're going through. And we'll, we'll talk about some of these things as we go through it. Uh, and uh, mainly the reason why I'm doing this, this topic is because of an article that I read that I believe everyone can get uh, something or two out of. And it was basically the article was saying why saving $5 a month a day is better than $150 a month. And so basically the thing is the reason why we don't save as much as we know we need to save is because there is something in our mind that just gets in the way all the time. There's something in our heads that just makes us think, ah, man, I can't afford to save this much money. I have too many things to, t to deal with. So the article says that people, it found that people are four times more likely to start saving if they focus on saving $5 a day rather than $150 each month. By the way, in case you don't know, there are 30 days in a month, $5 a day is the same as $150. Um, Research from Shlomo, Shlomo, Shlomo Bernardzi and Hal Hirschfield of the University of California, Los Angeles, and Stephen Stew at City University of London 5. That's because people are more likely to view the larger monthly number as an impossibility, while, while the smaller number feels more manageable. The researchers write, a loss of $5 in one day is more appealing because, well, it's a smaller number. It is more painful psychologically to lose a large sum of $150 to a savings account. So they talk about using some of these services. Don't use Digit. I don't like Digit because it costs you money to save. And I, don't, I just don't like anything that would tell me that I have to pay a monthly subscription so I can save money. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. I can set that up myself. Anyway, but it talks about some options. But I'm going to talk about the other side or talk about some other options that you can do for yourself to help you save. But I just read this article and it made a lot of sense. 
It's like it's a whole lot easier for us to just be like, oh, I can five dollars. Five dollars ain't no big deal. Five dollars is nothing. Like a penny. I like the image that I showed chose for my for this because it shows. I, it doesn't show the whole image, but it shows like one penny in one jar at the very beginning. Then it shows two pennies, and then it keeps growing, and it keeps growing o over time as it just keeps. It's kind of like a, a snowball effect, essentially. And it's like what we always talk about. A great ocean, droplets of water can make a great ocean. Anybody who has ever had a flooding in their bathroom or their bathroom get flooded or their or their kitchen get flooded understands the factor of little droplets over time can really do a whole lot of damage. And it's the same thing for you. Little things over time can make a world of difference for you. Thinking about savings in different ways can make a big, big, big difference for you overall. And so I wanted to make this podcast or this episode to give you a little tip that I've learned over time that has helped me to save money a little bit more over and over again. And the main thing I'm going to say before we start anything, hardly ever is it the best time. There is never, let me say it this way, there is never the best time to start doing anything. So a lot of people will tell me right now, I can't save right now because look at what's going on. Look at I, I look at everything that's happening right now. I can't start saving now. And the thing is like throughout life, every single time you want to do something in life, throughout the entire the entirety as long as you live, every time you want to start doing something, something inconvenient will always show up. There is never a good time to do something that you know is worthwhile. The thing is, in order to grow, in order to be better than what we were yesterday, we have to do things that are extremely uncomfortable for ourselves. We have to remove ourselves from the idea that good things come around when we're in comfort. That hardly ever happens. That hardly ever happens. Most of the time, it's the uncomfortability that makes us do things that completely change our lives. Think about... I, I like using workout analogies. Think about when you go work out. Working out is uncomfortable. There are a few weird people like my little brother who love working out and he like helps him calm down and all that stuff. But for the most of us, like myself, working out is uncomfortable. It's not something that, I mean, I, I like doing it sometimes, but it's not something that I like doing every day. Running, like when you go running, it is uncomfortable to go running. Like your body doesn't want to do it. You don't want to do it. But you know that you have to do it for your better health or going for a simple walk. It is something that when you start doing it, it's uncomfortable. You're out of breath. The sun is beating down on your neck. It is hot. There is pollen outside. There is this and all this other stuff outside. It's like it's uncomfortable. It's a whole lot easier to just sit in my house and sit on my couch, put a blanket over my head and turn on the TV. That's easy. Comfort is easy. And so in order for you to change your outlook, to change your perspective, to change everything about your life, to have a future that you want rather than one that's placed on your head because stuff keeps happening, you have to break the cycle. You have to do something that's uncomfortable. And so part of that is right now may, may seem like the most inconvenient time for you to start saving, but it's probably the best time for you to start saving. It will completely change your mentality because a lot of times why we don't do some things is just because 
of a mental gap that gets in our way. So the aim of this episode, the aim of this is to break some of those mental gaps. It's to get ways, it's ways that I've found that has helped me break away from the mental gaps that's gotten in the way of me being able to save for myself and for my future. And so we'll start off with this. The very first tip is automate everything that you can automate, not paying bills. Automate your saving process. I don't believe in automating bills because I like to know when my money is being taken out. I hate, I hate whenever I have to do a service that just wants to set an automatic withdrawal date. I hate that thing so much because what that does, what that does is that automatically removes you from the process of actually knowing that money is being removed from my account. And so when you, when you're removed from the process, you forget, you completely forget about it, especially for those of us who have a credit card. We don't even know how many things on our credit card reports are being withdraw, re- withdraw every month. And so we just completely like forget about it. We don't even think about it. It's like, oh, what subscription service is that? Eh, I don't even know. You just completely forget about it. And that's why I don't like the whole automatic withdrawal payment process. I don't like that. I want to know when somebody is putting their hand inside my account to remove money. I want to know. I don't like automatic systems because automatic systems, when it comes to paying for things, ends up biting us in the butt because what happens is one day you swipe your card and it will be like, oh, overdraft. And you'll be like, wait, I thought I had money in that. It's like, "Mm, no, you didn't because you had this subscription service that you forgot about paying and now look at where you are. So it is, I am not a fan of automatic systems. I hate whenever any company is like, oh, the only way you can pay for this thing is if you do it automatically. But that's where one of the services that I use, one of the apps that I use on my phone is called Subby, S-U-B-B-Y. And I put in every single subscription that I have and it reminds me before any subscription takes their money so that I know that, oh, these people are about to come and take their money. So look up the app, it's called Subby. If you're on Android, you know what? I'ma just do this real quick. I'ma just play.google.com and we will just search the app so that you guys can see what it looks like. I don't know about you people that did for that day inside uh, Apple Life. I Man, I don't know for you if this app is avail- available for you guys, but this is the one that I use. I don't know if it's available on iOS, but on Android, this is what it looks like. And it is such a good app for me to like, It's all it does is just notify you. It's just a reminder. It's just like, hey, by the way, you have a subscription coming up, just so you know. And you have to manually put in all that information. But it is so good. It is so good for those reminders because I hate, I hate, I hate people just putting their hand inside my inside my account and saying, hey, by the way, I just collected $10. Remember, you are subscribed to Netflix. Hey, by the way, I just collected $120 because you are subscribed to Amazon Prime. I just, I just, I hate all that stuff. I don't like, I don't like automatic withdrawals. But anyway, that's beside the point. Let's get back to saving. I believe that one of the things that can really, really help us is automating the process of, of saving. It removes you from the process. A lot of things that gets in the way when it comes to us saving regularly, often regularly, is the fact that we overthink things. We start to think of like, oh, but what if this situation comes up? What if this thing happens? Ah, man, I just don't have enough in my account. I just da-da-da-da-da, and this one and the other, and this is what's gonna happen. And we just start thinking these these ridiculous thoughts that just get in the way of us being able to save. And so we don't save. And so we just like, we just don't save. We spend the money rather than saving some of those monies to help yourself in the future. 
So automate the process. So what do I mean? If you have a company that does direct deposit, fill in, fill in, open a new account, open like an ally account, open a mint account, or not a mint, open an ally account, open any bank account, really, it's like any different type of bank's account, discover, Marcus by, what's it called? There's all kinds of different high savings accounts. Open one of those, and then when you are filling out your direct deposit thing for your boss, create, just fill that in and turn into your boss. So that way, automatically, a portion of your pay, without you even knowing about it, without you having to do anything about it, automatically goes to that account. Just It just files it away. You don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to be on top of it. It just does it. It just does it and gets it out of the way so that you don't even have to think about it, so that you don't get in the way. If you don't have a direct deposit for your work, what you can do is you can set up a reoccurring withdrawal from your bank to deposit into an automatic transfer from your bank to deposit into your um, into your new bank account. A regular, if you get paid every two weeks, do a regular transfer every two weeks on the same, like let's say you get paid on Fridays. So every Friday morning, it's gonna withdraw some money and transfer it into your other account. Just set up these recurring deposits so that way you don't have to think about it. So you don't get in the way of being able to save. So you don't get in the way of being able to have money saved aside for a later date. This is one of the key things. When you remove your own self, when it comes to spending, putting yourself in the action helps you. But when it comes to saving, removing yourself from the action saves you a lot of the time. And so remove yourself from the cob. Be like what this machine shows. Like you see how this, this is why I picked this picture. You see how it shows a person removed from the process? It removes you from the process. Take yourself out of the loop so you don't have to make those decisions on a regular basis. So you don't have to decide, oh, how much am I going to save this week? How much am I going to do this? I'm like, no, you remove yourself from the situation so that way the process just works all the time in your favor. When it comes to spending, however, you have to be actively watching it. That's the difference. That's the difference on the two sides. Savings, remove yourself. Spending, add yourself. So anyway, moving on from there. The other thing about saving that really, really helps you is setting a goal for yourself. Is setting a destination, setting a place that you say, you know what, this is why I am saving. Giving yourself a reason to save. A lot of times when I first started saving, I was just like, oh, I'm just saving to save. I'm just saving just because. And then I'll look at the account that I'm supposed to be saving in and it's always zero and I'm like, eh. Why is this account just zero all the time? I thought I was saving some money. I thought I had money inside this account. What is going on? Why is there no money inside here? And the thing was basically because I I was telling myself I'll know when I know or I was telling myself I'm just saving to save. I was telling myself I'm just saving to save. There was no real reason that I wanted to save. I was just like, I just want to save. I just, everybody says to save money, save money, save money. So you know what? Let me save money. But at the end of the day, every time I'm looking at the accounts, it's always zero. The fact is, unless you have a goal in mind, unless you have somewhere in mind that you want to be, you have somewhere that you've thought about that you're saying, this is the reason why I'm saving. This is the reason why I want to keep this money to the side. You will always dip into that fund. If you don't have a reason to hold yourself back that, let's say, for example, for example, you want to, you want a new car. 
And so every time you 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 save, you're like, it's for the new car, 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 it's for the new car. The day you go into that account and you're looking at that account and you're like, ah, I need, I want to take some money out. You'll be like, Chai, it will take longer to get this new car. Let me wait. All of a sudden, your mindset, it's basically everything we're doing is to make you think differently. And so it makes you take a pause for a second to be like, that's for the new car. I don't want to touch it. Is this thing that I'm about to pay for, is it that important? Is it an emergency that I need to touch this fund? Oh, it's not an emergency. I just want to, I just want to go out of town because of why not? Or I just want to buy this food because of why not? I just want to buy these clothes because why not? Not an emergency. It makes you pause. You don't want to touch those funds anymore because you're like, the new car is more important. I'm not touching that. And so how do you set these goals? It's not just a lofty goal. It's not just, oh, I, I just want to say, it's not just a lofty goal. Don't just say, I want to save $5,000 just to save $5,000. No, 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 no. And that's why I have this slide on the background. It's called SMART. Set yourself a SMART goal. So what is a SMART goal? A SMART goal is a specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based goal. I emphasize attainable because look, know where you are if you are a student and you don't have money coming in all the time like that your goal is going to be different versus somebody who's a professional and is employed you can't use the same goals that somebody else has for yourself so specific what is the exact reason that you are saving for this thing is it a new house is it um a new car is it a gaming system is it for an emergency situation in the future so that you don't have to cry about money like you did the last time when an emergency came up? The next thing is, is it measurable? It's measurable because it's money. You see every single time you put money in there, you'll be able to check how much is going up. Is it attainable? Some of us has, have goals that are not necessarily the most attainable things. That we just kind of put those lofty ideas out there and we expect or we think that, oh, I'll be able to accomplish it. The fact is, if you don't give yourself some things that you can reach for, you will just be disappointed. And then that that in and of itself will just distract you from the main goal. And so set yourself goals that you can actually reach for. Not to say that you can't reach for anything, but just set goals or even within your goals, break it down to smaller steps where you can actually see yourself progressing. And then the next step is make it relevant to you. Make it something that you actually care about. For example, I talk about emergency fund, emergency fund, emergency fund, emergency fund. Not everybody cares about emergency funds like that. Or I talk about, I want to buy a house. I want to buy a house. I want to buy a house. I would like a new car. I would like a new car. I would like a fancy watch. I would like this. I would like that. If you don't care about owning a home, if you don't care about owning a fancy watch, if you don't care about the brand new J's, if you don't care about all this other stuff, don't make that the goal for yourself. Make it something that you actually care about. What is it that you care about that you want? And then set that goal for yourself. And then the last thing is put a time limit on yourself. Say by this date, I have to reach this goal by this date. And by doing that, you automatically break down, okay, how much do I need to be saving every month to reach that goal by that time? So when it comes to saving, you have to do this for yourself so that that way you can actually be progressing towards the destination, progressing towards your goal. Moving on from there. Next thing is budget. 
I talk, I preach this one all the time. I preach about it all the time. I'm pretty sure y'all hate me, hate me continually talking about having a budget, having a budget. I'm not gonna lie. Look, nobody likes doing a budget. I don't like doing a companies. Look at look, look think about it, think about it. Corporations, corporations, large corporations don't like doing a budget. They love spending capital. Like I, I just when I'm at work, I love spending all the money that they give me to spend for work. Doing all the capital projects. I love spending the money because it's money that is just kind of free. It's just flowing. It's just flowing. But then it's like when they come and tell me, ah, by the way, have you done the expense reports? Have you done the the material report? Have you done the calculation of how much money you actually spend? It's like, that's work. That's doing the design and doing everything, the construction, all that stuff. I don't mind. That is fun stuff. But actually sitting down and saying, eh, how much was that device that we had to go and rent? How much was that guy that we had to go and hire? How long did it take for construction to do their work? Doing all those, it takes work. Budget is, I'll be honest with you. Budget is not something that is fun. It, it's, it's something you, but it's something you have to do so that you can get to where you want to be. Do the things that are hard so that the, do the things that are hard so that life will be easy. Was a quote that somebody said to me. If I do the things that are difficult, life will be so much easier. If you have a budget and you know how much money is flowing in and out of your account, life becomes so much easier for you. You don't have to worry about, oh my God, do I have money? Do I not have money? I remember in college, I would just be swiping my card when I first got a debit card. I will just be swiping that card. And then after a while, sometimes I'll have this overdraft fee thing inside that thing. And I'll be like, what is this? Why do I have this? It's because I didn't know how much money I was spending. I was just spending willy-nilly. I'll forget that I paid for something and so the account will show something else and then the balance won't show. When you have a budget, you put all of that in control. You're in complete control of your money. So that's why budgeting is so important. Now the good thing about budgeting, the beautiful thing about budgeting is the fact that after you've been doing it for a while, it's kind of like you, you get this muscle memory. You don't have to be looking at your budget every single day or every single month once you get into the flow of it. That's the beautiful thing. It's just like working out. If you've always been working out, or let's talk about athlete, athletics. If you've always played a sport, you realize that once you like go back out there, even though, even though you haven't played the sport in a bit, all of a sudden, when you go back out there, it's just like, oh, muscle memory. I still remember how to pass the ball. I still remember how to kick the ball. I still remember how to shoot. I still remember how to do all these things because your muscles remember the training that you've put it through in the past. So it's the same way with budgeting. Budgeting is, it's very much a muscle thing. It's very much like you do it repetitively. You do it over and over and over and you get to the point where, yeah, I don't have to be looking at this thing every, you become a money manager rather than somebody who's doing a budget because you know exactly how much money is flowing in and out of your account. You know how to play around with your budget. You know how to play around with your money to make room for what you needed to make room for. So even if you have to come back and do a budget one day because you want to start focusing on something hard, you always can just be like, all right, let me fall back and do what I used to do. And I know exactly what I need to do to get this thing accomplished. That's why a budget is so important. But you have to, it's hard. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It's hard. It's hard having, no matter the software that you use for budgeting, 
having to go through and fill in and the thing is not gonna automate every single thing the right way it's not gonna categorize everything the right way and so you have to go in regularly and adapt the system to make it fit you to make it work the way you want it to work because there are some expenses that the system doesn't know what to call it and so you have to go in there and actively like program the thing that every time you see this expense is because of this thing every time you see this expense is because of that thing and you have to be on top of it and it's it's a grueling process but over time you won't have to keep doing that it is just spending that first few months first quarter first year just learning the process and once you get it down you will have it down for life so a couple of softwares that do allow you to budget YNAB, which is you need a budget. <laughs> it was one of the first ones. All of these have is softwares that I've used. I'm not sponsored by any of them, by the way. But these are softwares that I've used to help me budget. You need a budget was the first one I ever did. I hated it because the free version was I hated it. It was just a spreadsheet. I did not like it. Every dollar is one from Dave Ramsey. I didn't like that one because it wanted me to pay a monthly fee. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Intuit Mint is the one that I currently use right now. However, just so you know, they do take your data because data is the currency of the world today. So they do take your data and they try to sell you all kinds of products. But I use it, it's free. It And then the other thing about every dollar that I didn't like for the free version was it didn't let you automatically link your, your accounts to it so that it just brought all those expense reports. You had to actually go in and fill in expense reports and all that stuff. I ain't got time for that. Intuit Mint automatically, whatever accounts you link to it, brings in all that information. So that's why I like Mint. So, um, but you still have to like, even though it automatically brings in that information, you still have to go through and tell it, hey, this payment that I made here is a donation, is it for a charity, or this one was food, it wasn't a gas station, or this one was for gas. And so you have to look at it every so often because it's just going based on what it thinks those little, those each expenses go, should apply to. And also, it also the other cool thing about Intuit Mint was it also like sets you up. There's a segment where you can set your goals. And so you can see how much you're deposited into an account for those goals. And you can add that in your budget, which is pretty cool. And so these are the softwares I've, I, I've used in the past. I am not sponsored by any of them, but I do really like Mint for the most part. So the next thing about when it comes to budgeting or when it comes to saving, it's kind of something I talked about earlier in the podcast and literally is for you to start. My goodness, just start. What do you have in your hands right now? Is it 10 cents? There are a lot of savings accounts. I know for a fact, if, I, if I'm thinking, if I'm remembering correctly, I know for a fact that all three of these accounts, all three of these high savings accounts, None of them require you to put in any kind of money to open an account. So even if it's just 50 cents you want to put into any of these accounts, do it. Just start. A lot of things that keep us from ever getting to where we want to be when it comes to saving is the fact that we say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the day after tomorrow. I'll do it the day after that. I'll do it after that. And we keep on putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Yo, if you're listening to my voice right now and you're at a computer, or you have your cell phone in your hand, you're not driving, which I don't think any of y'all should be driving for the most part, and you're not driving, bring out your cell phone, open it up, search on Google, best high interest rate savings account, 
and then pick your best one all three of these are the ones that i've used i've used i use actually not just i've used i use all three of these marcus is the marcus by goldman sachs is one of the highest ones um it pays a 1.7 percent interest rate on it so i use that one i really like it um discover i used it because i was previously i had a discover credit card before i closed that out and not open the discover savings account ally ally is just ally was the first one i ever opened for savings and i've stuck with them ever since i like some i like their products a lot so but you can literally just bring out your phone set it select the one that you want and then start filling it out just fill out the application the application will take you less than five minutes fill that thing out open the account transfers from money from your from your checking account boom good and then set up some kind of recurring deposit to be made on a regular basis do it now stop waiting for tomorrow or the day after tomorrow or the day after tomorrow tomorrow or tomorrow 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 or next week or next year it will be more efficient it will be more easier have you noticed something every time we say every time we say you know what it's just not convenient i'm i can't do it right now i just i have too much going on it's i can't i can't do it i can't do it i just don't have the time i just don't have this i just don't have that you will stay in the same place it's as simple as that you will never ever progress if you keep on putting something off procrastinating saying it's just not comfortable i can't do it right now i just don't have you will just be there and so look I'm not trying to berate anybody. I'm not trying to talk down on anybody, but I truly believe that if we stop thinking about things to always get to a place when we're, when it's convenient for us, we'll actually start seeing growth. We'll actually start seeing life change for ourselves. And this is not just, I'm not just saying this to y'all. I'm also saying it to myself as well. Getting the, out of the mindset of, I need this thing to be convenient for me. Convenience kind of traps us. Convenience traps us a lot of the time. Comfort traps us a lot of the time. So we have to find ways to remove comfortability and to be okay in living in discomfort. I remember a song by a guy named Andy Minio. It's called Uncomfortable. And he was like, one of the lines was like, he had slipped so far and he thinks he got too comfortable. He got so comfortable with all this stuff. So you have to create ways to be uncomfortable and be okay with being uncomfortable. Like I always think about like medical school students. They have to get to a point where they are comfortable with taking these insane exams, where they are comfortable with reading books to the point where they start to enjoy it. Like think about it. They go to school, they hate reading, and then some of them hate reading. But then through the process, along the line, something happens in their brain. The school just opens their head and does something with their brain. Where they start to enjoy talking about these medical things, start to enjoy reading these medical articles, start to enjoy reading research papers, start to enjoy reading these medical massive books, start to enjoy the nastiness that's inside our body. But guess what drove them to that point? They got comfortable with being uncomfortable. Get to the point where you are comfortable in your discomfort. Talk to anybody that works out. You're sore a lot. 
you have to do excess stretches so that you're you're for you if you're like me i have a lot of lower back pain a lot of the time when i do exercises so i have to do all kinds of stretches and then on the weekend sometimes i wake up and i'm sore but look i'm okay with the discomfort because you have to get to the point where being uncomfortable is comfortable you have to get to the point where you're okay with waking up when you come out of the gym and being sore. You have to get okay with waking up in the early in the morning so you can worship God, read your Bible, and do all that kind of good stuff before you get out of the house. You have to get okay with reading a lot of different books so that you can learn more about the things that are going on in the world around you. You have to get okay with, I'm going to drop this last one. You have to get okay with giving. Because I truly believe that the moment we stop grabbing onto our money, start holding it like, oh my gosh, I cannot let this thing go, and we open it more, it gives us the opportunity to receive more. So get to the point where you are comfortable with being uncomfortable. And break yourself out of the mindset game that keeps you locked up in the same place that has refused to let you progress and get to where you need to be. Yes, I understand this whole crazy corona situation, but sometimes the worst situations give way for the greatest things to happen in life. Use this time as an opportunity for greatness. Do not stay in the same place. Do not come out of this corona situation the exact same way that you were before we entered this thing. Something has to change. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. I'm going to go over the quick tips that we went over when we started this thing. The first thing is automate your life when it comes to saving. Remove yourself from the equation. The second thing is create a smart goal for yourself. Something that is specific, something that is measurable, something that is attainable, something that is relevant, and something that is time-based so you set a limit, so you set an expiration date for yourself. And then have a budget. A budget can help you in so many different ways. It helps you control how much money is coming in and out of your account. And then finally, start today. Do it now. Do it right now. As you're listening to this podcast and you can do it, do it right now. Pull out your phone, open a new savings account, and start saving right now. And then finally, give, give, give. Give. Don't hold on so tight to your money. The aim of this channel and everything we do is so that we just don't help ourselves, but we're able to help all the people around us that we can possibly help. But anyway, I've been talking for a really long time, but I hope y'all got a thing or two out of this entire podcast. And I'm going to hit y'all up on the next one. God bless each and every single one of y'all. Stay safe, stay inside, wash your hands, and I'll talk to y'all later. God bless y'all. Peace.